0: Welcome to this week's message. I'm Malcolm Baxter, Senior Pastor of Heart Church, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you've been coming for years or it's your first time on the podcast, we hope this inspires you. What a joy to be together. Just so good to uh, hear um, they had a good time, uh, such a good time at DTI. Uh, you know, some of us remember that those kinds of uh, Camps, those kinds of times can have a profound impact on your life. And I'd like to, I'd like to just, you know, add a shout out to uh, all the young people, all the young leaders who oversaw that week. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. So let's celebrate them. Thank you. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Sometimes a polite golf clap won't do. Uh, and uh, well done, guys! Really, really great job. And uh, you know, I'm sure it's a, it's a lot. You know, when you're when you're looking up, uh, for a thousand things all the time, it's a lot. But uh, they did they did an absolutely great job. Um, I also uh, want um, Mark just come and join me up here because Mark's um, uh, a week tomorrow. He is going to be at the uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Uh, it's not. I know you get, we talk about these things. It's actually not easy to, to get in. And uh, this, uh, this uh, man has earned his place at the table over um, uh, a good few years now. Uh, just tell us a little bit what's going on because we want to pray for you. Yeah, um, I'd love your prayers. Starting on Monday, next Monday. When I was 15, I used to go up to Edinburgh Fringe and I used to hear Jesus' name getting slagged off, Christianity getting ripped apart. And I sat there and said, one day I'm going to be on that stage and I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to lift his name up. And um, next Monday, a week tomorrow, um, I'm running for a week and my show's called Mark Ritchie, Too Close for Comfort. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. But the bit I'd really love you to pray, I've never done this before, but right Like three quarters of the way through We're going to have lots of laughter And then boom I am going to just communicate across More powerfully than I've ever done At the Edinburgh Fringe before And I'm believing that God's going to do Something amazing So thank you, Yeah. Yeah. You know, people come from all over the world uh, To watch this And who knows What the Holy Spirit might do In somebody's life with that encounter This is our time to be family, family is foundational for us. So Heart Church family, if you're able to, I'm gonna ask you to stand to your feet, raise a hand towards this man of God. And um, Father, we thank you that in a world of comedy, we can speak about the serious business of salvation. We pray, Holy Spirit, that humour will open up hearts and minds, defences will fall, and that, God, You will seize the opportunity to, Father, impact lives for good in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray over Mark with the inevitable nerves and challenge. It takes tremendous courage to do what he's doing. But, God, we pray that you will sustain him, you'll undergird him, Father. You'll protect his heart and his mind in the name of Jesus. That, Father God, I pray, Father, that all nerves would diminish and that, Father, you would just find himself carrying a level of boldness than he never has before in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, we dare to believe that hundreds of people will be impacted, either by being at the show or hearing about the show. We dare to believe that Father, you will take that moment and you will maximize it for the glory of your own name. In the name of Jesus, let's uh, let's uh, speak the blessing of God that He will carry up to Edinburgh next week. The blessing of God. So come on, Heart Church family, three times. Mark Ritchie, the Lord bless you. After three, one, two, three. Mark Ritchie. Amen. Amen. Bless you, matey. Fantastic. Thank you. It's important. It's important we take these opportunities. Absolutely amazing. It's my joy. Didn't Joel do a fantastic job last week? I just thought it was completely awesome and uh, it was a joy to let him know that. I'm going to be speaking on, without doubt, one of my favourite Psalms, Psalm 139. And I'm going to read that psalm to you now. This is what the Bible says. Hopefully it will come up on the screen. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your Spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness Will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. For darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you who who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? Have I nothing but hatred for them? I count them my enemies. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is an offense, any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Wow, wow, what a psalm. I always think that verse 19 to 22 is a little bit of a rant. It never really fits in with everything else. It's like someone's come in, upset him, And he's written down a few things as a bit of a rant, but then he kind of just right at the end pulls it back to now this is what I was talking about. But anyway, we're not focusing on that bit. This is a Psalm of David, King David. And uh, we are, I'm speaking to you as part of the series that we're doing, uh, Summer in Psalms, and I'm personally loving it. And each speaker is encouraging you to approach each psalm in this way. And we, we are asking you to do three A's, uh, aspire, adore, admit. So that as I speak, and even you might wanna jot it down, even, uh, write it in your notebook, put it in your phone, whatever. When you listen, you, you uh, to kind of ask yourself these three questions. To aspire, what did you learn about life and what would you aspire to? as i speak today that's one of the things that you should be looking out for to adore what did you learn about god that you would praise and thank him for and finally admit what did you learn about yourself for which you should repent and change so there's some work to be done there as you listen listen some active listening today psalm 100 And 39 is about an all-knowing, everywhere God. But it's also deeply personal. It's about you and it's about me. God is everywhere, but He's present with me. God is creator of everything but He created me. He knows everything and everyone, but He knows me. And I wanna, I wanna just take, there's so many ways you could go with this psalm. So I'm, um, I'm gonna break it down into three sections. The first one is God knows where I am. God knows where I am. It's amazing, in this room today, whoever's gonna watch online later, there will be people who feel that God is very close today and there are people here who feel that God is a million miles away. But the way that I feel does not mean that I control where God is. My feelings don't determine where God is. God is close whether I feel Him or not. Thank God that my feelings don't have to dictate my world. They don't have to dictate my understanding. In fact, David goes into the kind of detail that is good to know. He knows when I sit. He knows when I rise. He knows Where I walk, he knows when I lie down. He knows that I'm on an airbed that is deflating. He is aware of those things. And the word of the Lord is, buy yourself a new (laughs) airbed. David said, where can I go? Where can I go from your spirit? Just think about that. Listen, you're gonna to have to think today. Where can I go? There is nowhere. I, the, I, you cannot hide from God. Now, some of you are nodding here with that today, but you don't always live in that way. You, you think that sometimes you get away with stuff and God's not looking. Like he can't see what's going on. God is everywhere. If I go to the nightclub, you are there. When I am scrolling, you are there. When I'm on the internet, you are there. When I'm driving, you are there. Although I think with some of you, even God gets out the car, but that's another, (laughs) that's another sermon for another day. I'm not, I'm not sticking with that. It is. It doesn't matter how early I get up. It doesn't matter how late I stay up. I can go to the dirtiest, darkest, most hellish place trying to escape God, but He will follow me even there. And darkness will run away from Him because darkness cannot exist in His presence your right hand will hold me fast. Even when I am hell bent on ruining my own life, God's hand will hold me fast. Because God's not like me. God's patience doesn't run out like my patience runs out. You see, I have the capacity to say, oh, just forget it, man. If that's the way you're gonna be, come and talk to me when you've done. Go and do what you want. Go on, and, and when, you, when you've worn yourself out and ruined everything, okay, I'll be waiting for you. I think some of us think that, that God, God is like that. God is not there. God is not kissing his teeth, folding his arms, rolling his eyes. God pursues us. Even when we're actively running away from him, even when we are even, even when we are uh, just doing everything possible to mess up our lives, He is there wooing us, loving us, saying, hey man, come on, I've got, I've got something better for you than that. You, that's, not gonna, that's not gonna sort out your life. That's not gonna bless, bless your life. God is always loving me always with me, always watching me. And I know, I know that even as I say that, there are some people who might even find that not a comforting factor. You might not think that's great. You would love it if somehow you could get off God's radar from time to time. You don't mind being on God's radar when you come to church. You you actually, you wanna be seen at church, but you know when, There are some other things going on in the week, then maybe you're like, you know, is there any way I can, you know, turn the video off like I do on Zoom? Sadiq Khan, Lord Mayor of London, I read this week was uh, facing legal challenges because of all the cameras that are tracking people coming in and out of London. And, you know, I think that some people think, that God is is like those cameras that they are looking to catch you out. That God's just looking to catch you out. But but God isn't like that. As I was writing this, my daughter um, sent me through a video of uh, they've been on holiday this week and sent me uh, through a video of my uh, youngest grandson. I think we've got a. I think we're gonna they're gonna pop that up. There you go. That's down in Cornwall. That's his sumo wrestler pose pose. Look how cute that is. That's too cute. And what I thought was, I, found, I thought just in the providence of God, how amazing that, was, that, that came through in that moment. Because I was writing this stuff about Sadiq Khan. That was Jesse, his father. You see, Grayson was caught on camera too. Grayson was being watched too. But he was being watched by a loving father who wasn't trying to catch him doing wrong, who was looking out for him, wanted the best for him. Watching, looking out for the things that he couldn't see or understand so that he could play free free of the burden of worrying about being protected, secure in the love of his father and mother. I think that's much more similar to how God watches us. God watches us and watches out for us because he wants us to flourish as human beings. God is not trying to ruin your fun. The reason he puts guidelines in our life is because he knows what it takes to cause a human being to flourish. He knows what's best for you and what's best for me. God is an everywhere God, whether I feel him or not. I'm always on his mind. I'm in his line of sight. The second point I want to make is God knows who I am. Verse 13 to 15. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Beautiful, poetic language, but God was there at our beginning. God wasn't just there at the beginning. He was there at your beginning. See, my, my mom told me for whatever reason, bless her, that I wasn't planned. I don't know why she would want to tell me that. Maybe I was having a bad day, but I was I was, you know, she 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 hadn't planned they hadn't planned me. And maybe you were. Maybe you were born to Loving parents who absolutely, maybe you're here today because because your parents tried for years to have you. They absolutely wanted to have you. Maybe you're here or watching online and you're the product of a one night stand or worse. You say, why, why are you saying that? Well, you see, the thing is, Mom, or whoever, you might not have planned me, but God did. But God did. You maybe were not expecting me, but God was, because His Word tells me that He created my inmost being. He was there. So when I was born, At 5 p.m. in the afternoon at FERS maternity unit in Sherwood. I think it's an old people's home, ironically, now. (laughs) (laughs) But at the time, it was a maternity unit in Sherwood. And I may not have been planned but on that day God was not surprised. God did not look down on that little crying baby on that afternoon and go oh we weren't expecting this. God knew, God knew how the fact is if you are on the planet then God wanted you here whatever the circumstances of your conception, whatever the circumstances of your birth, whatever the circumstances of your upbringing, you are wanted by God and God has a plan for your life. With all the ups and the downs and the pain and the joy and the tears and the laughter, with it all, God has a plan for you. You might not even know right now who your birth parents are, but God knows you and has a plan for you. The psalmist says, how precious are your thoughts towards you. It's not, it's not even that God knows you, He loves you. Do you know what? I think some of us can get that God loves you. Let me say this, God likes you. God likes you. God thinks you're awesome. And I know that in your mind comes a load of yes, but. Yes, but what about this? What about that? What I did, what I've done, blah, blah, blah. God loves you and God likes you. God knows. God knows who you are and He knows who He's making you. God is not disappointed in you. And he's not disappointed that he made you. It would be crazy for you to have more respect for the planet than you do for you. The planet was created for you. And should we respect it? Yes, but you should also respect you because the same God who made the planet made you. So when you're feeling worthless and when you're hating yourself, remember, you are not your own idea. You're His idea. You're God's idea. You're not an, you're not an accident. You're here by intentional design. Remember today that you are unique and special. I love the fact that um, this version of the Bible talks about um, being woven together, but the actual original language is about being embroidered. You are God's embroidery. He has has formed you with intentionality. And I, I personally love this illustration because the truth is that An embroidery is only beautiful if you look at it in the right way. If you look at the underside of an embroidery, it is loads of knots and twists and turns and it is very difficult to work out what is going on. But when you look at the embroidery on the right side, you see the beauty of what is being created. I just happen to believe that so much of our time, we only get to see the underside of the embroidery. One day we will understand and see the beauty of what God is creating through the circumstances of our life. And I get it, I get it. I get that there is so much that we see that we don't understand. We, we can't work out what God is doing, but, but God is God and we have to trust in Him. We have to trust that He knows what He's doing. That's why I must lean and I must trust in the Lord and not lean on my own, circum- uh, my own understanding. I must trust Him and know that He has got this and he is, working, he is working it out. That's because there is a designer. God is a designer and He wants to bless you and He wants to bless the world with you. We are here to be blessed and we are here to be a blessing. God intends to use you and to use your life to be a blessing to those around you. And all those dark threads and twists and turns are all part of the ultimate beauty that He is creating with our lives. So you see, I've got a third section that's gonna sound similar, but actually is different. God knows who I am, that's what we've just done. But the third section is God knows me. What do I mean by that? Well, I think being church family is a perfect example because we know of each other and some of us know others a little Bit better. We know. We know. We 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 uh, know each other's names. We know a little bit about one another. We know how one another might behave in a certain set of circumstances. Um, we all know. We all know how uh, the church version of us is. But have you ever been in a set of circumstances where? I don't know, maybe, maybe you decided to go on holiday with the church version of somebody and you'd never encountered the holiday version of that person. <laughs> and all of it, you know, on day one, you realize, what have I done? I've done this, I've done this. It's like, what, you know? It, you know so, and, that, and now you've got the whole week. And you're doing a whole lot more praying than you normally do on your holiday. You see, God doesn't just know of me. He doesn't just know about me. He doesn't just know my name. He knows me. Sometimes I might not let people get too close because I'm afraid of what they might discover. But there's no discovery with God. He knows He knows. Just look at somebody to your left or right and go, he knows. (laughs) You see, God knows me and he knows you better than you know yourself. He knows me better than I know myself. The psalmist says he's familiar with all my ways. Your eyes saw my unformed Body, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. What? God saw your unformed body. Your unformed body. God saw you before you were formed. He saw you before you were seeable. He saw you before you even existed. All the days, the Bible says, ordained for me were written in His book before one of them came to be. I do not have to live my life fearing death. I can trust in the fact that the God who loves me, the God who made me, I came with a plan. All the days, ordained for me, were written in His book before one of them came to be. God was not surprised by your presence. You came, you might not have come with instructions, but you came with a plan. And God has a plan for your life. The story of you existed before you. God doesn't have, I don't believe this. If you wanna believe this, you can, that God has a plan B. I don't believe God has plan Bs. I believe God has a plan A, and there is a gravitational pull towards plan A. That's why all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and accord according to His purpose. It doesn't say that all things are good, it says that they will oh, God will cause them to work for good. Even those things that said would they they said would work against you, God will cause them to work for you. He will make the bad stuff work for good so that He can fulfill His purpose in your life. And of course, the truth and the reality is that God loves me so much that He won't force me, but He'll wait for me. He won't force me to do what He wants me, what he wants me to do. God knows what I'm going to say even before I say it. He perceives my thoughts from afar. And I love the fact that even though I've thought things and said things that I regret and I'm ashamed of, God's love, God's plan makes room for my stupidity. Is anyone else grateful for that? Can't be the only one, surely. I believe that if I'm determined to do it God's way, He will move heaven and earth to help me succeed. And David concludes by asking the one who has already searched Him to search Him and the one who already knows Him to know Him. David gives God what God has had the right to all along but would never just take and access all areas past. David gives God permission to show him anything that would hinder a deepening and growing relationship with Him. Am I knowingly or unknowingly upsetting you God because I don't want to I don't want to do it my way I wanted to uh, I wanted to to make a, a gag about Frank Sinatra in that moment singing doing it my way and then I reflected upon the fact that there was probably about 10 people in the room who knew Frank Sinatra was. Google it, all right? Just Google it. But I don't want to do it my way. Oh, sure, sometimes I do. Sometimes I think I know better, but when push comes to shove, I don't want to do it my way. I want to do it His way. Because I would rather entrust myself to someone to whom I am fully known and fully loved, who gets me and wants the best for me. Rather, trust myself to Him than to me. I should just, you feel able to bow your heads, close your eyes. takes faith to pray the kind of prayer that David prayed he, and I find myself fascinated by the fact that he spent all that time talking about how God knows everything about him and then says, invites him to know him it 's kind of David saying, "Lord, I, you know I, I think I could be hiding stuff from you, or I think i 'm hiding it from you. you know everything anyway, but lord i don 't want anything to come between me and you maybe." in this moment right now, you might not be able to say that, but maybe the prayer you can pray is, Lord, I want to be able to say that. Help me get to the place where I can say that. Maybe you're here today and you have never ever considered the fact that God knows you and loves you right from the beginning. He, hasn't, he doesn't just discover you in your mess. He was there right before, before you were even a twinkle in your father's eye. He knew you and had a plan for your life. And that's what Jesus died for. Jesus died on a cross to make us right with God and to make sure that we align ourselves with that great plan. If you're here today and you know that you are far from God or before today you'd never even even thought about God. Maybe even you're, you're watching online and you've, you're only listening by accident. I want you to know that God plans you, God loves you, God knows you and no matter how much of a mess of things you have made up to now, plan A is still actionable. If you would just give up trying to fix you and entrust yourself, to a heavenly father who loves you so much he sent his own son to give his life to set you free in these closing moments I want to give you the opportunity if you don't know Jesus but you'd like to begin a journey of I want to know him I don't get it all I, haven't, I don't get everything I've heard today but there's something in me saying wow if this is true I want this Maybe you're here today and you have once had a relationship with God but the truth is right now you are a long way. You know you're not living in the way you should and yet as you hear this word go out today, you're saying, you know what? I really do want this and I've been a far away but I'm coming back. I'm coming back home. So if you, if you even for the first time, or you want to renew your relationship with God right now, we've, people have got their eyes closed to give you a moment of privacy, but I want to give you a moment where you can, can say, yes, I'm responding to this moment in the Spirit, Lord, and I am coming to you. If that is you, just raise your hand high enough for me to say, I see it, and then you can put it down. God bless you, I see that. Hand there at the front, someone else. Someone else, thank You, Father. The Spirit of God is at work. Someone over there, that's amazing. Someone else, before I move on. Thank You, Lord Jesus. Thank You, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank You that You take these moments and they can be life-changing moments. I pray for those who've responded this morning that this will not just be an ordinary moment, it will be a life-changing moment. May every single one of us today know as we have read this psalm that we are no accident. God planned us We are on this planet because there is a plan for our lives. And God has a plan to bless us and use us for His glory and cause us to be a blessing. We thank You, Father, that we are fully known and we are fully loved. And we praise You in Jesus' Name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Heart Church Podcast. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, I want to celebrate with you. We have some tools to help you on your journey. Visit our website, heart.church forward slash response. To find out more about Heart Church, visit heart.church forward slash connect. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening and have a blessed week.